6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Lots to catch up on with the war in Ukraine. So we've turned to Reggie Cicchini, who is the Global News Washington Bureau producer and correspondent for that update. Reggie, welcome back to the show. Hi, Jalen. All right. Uh, let's let's start with this. We know that the Ukrainian president continuing to ask countries con- uh, to continuing to ask countries around the world for more military aid. I know that the U.S. is looking at uh, developing a new uh, assistance package. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the the president of Ukraine uh, made what was, uh, I believe, his 23rd or 24th stop to a global parliament uh, in order to ask for more assistance. Today, uh, he was talking to South Korean lawmakers, trying to get uh, more uh, uh, confirmation from them that additional support will be coming for the Ukrainian government by way uh, of both uh, funding and uh, military uh, hardware uh, and equipment to be able to fight off uh, what is expected to be a new and more vicious Russian aggression throughout eastern parts mm-hmm. of the country. This, uh, as we get more confirmation from the United States that they will be doing more, it will be doing more uh, to provide military weaponry uh, as well, because with this new installation uh, of a new uh, general with the Russian army, there are grave concerns for what the next phase will look like. Yeah, tell me more about this uh, this new general. Uh, he was, I understand, the first commander of Russia's military operations in Syria, um, you know, years back. He is, um, there's a lot of history with him. Absolutely. Look, the Pentagon today saying uh, that this new general uh, with a history uh, when the uh, the Russian invasion took place in Syria, along with the Russian war in Chechnya, the Pentagon saying that this new general has a blatant disregard for civilian uh, casualties uh, and the video, the tape, the history is there uh, to to back that uh, with the Pentagon saying and other global intelligence leaders saying uh, that this general has no problem going into a certain city. uh, He's known as the butcher of Aleppo from the war in Syria, flattening buildings and completely taking out towns uh, without a care for the civilians that may be caught up inside. And there is a serious concern here that as Russia regroups itself, it's pulled out of the central parts of the country through Kiev with intelligence suggesting that they could be heading towards eastern Ukraine into the Donbass region, that this could provide more fuel for a fire that's been ongoing for the last eight years, but also prove more problematic for the besieged town of Mariupol, 90% destroyed already, a a critical city for Russia to be able to connect its land with Crimea, with the president of Ukraine today saying in Mariupol, tens of thousands of civilians are likely dead. Yeah, I was reading those numbers today. Absolutely devastating. We know that um, the first European leader met with the Russian president. uh, Was it earlier today, the Australian chancellor? What came out of that? Uh, Very little, uh, other than more grave concern. Uh, The chancellor basically saying that, uh, you know, after this 90-minute or so meeting uh, with Russian President Vladimir Putin, that he came out with no optimism that this war was going to be ending anytime soon or that any kind of amped-up Russian aggression was simply going to be called off. And those words were followed by words from Russia's foreign minister, uh, who made a point of saying that there will not be a pause in any kind of military operation, as Russia's calling it, uh, well, uh, these peace talks are trying to be negotiated and ongoing. He said until something has been reached, until a deal has been signed, which Ukraine has given no uh, indication that it intends to do so anytime soon, that the fighting is going to continue. And that's where that concern is uh, across the East, where we have seen 
bombs dropped uh, in a carpet bomb style last week at a train station uh-huh. with people trying to simply evacuate from regions that are potentially going to be hard hit. We know that uh, there were a, a number of evacuation corridors, uh, nine, uh, nine or ten more agreed to yesterday. Um, but, uh, you know, there, obviously there's concern about that, as you, you touched on the the bombing of that, that train station. I mean, there, there's how safe is safe? Nothing is safe right now. Absolutely. And look, war is not something that uh, is easy to calculate, whether you are the person who is facing off with an aggressor or whether you're the outside world trying to figure out how uh, to best assess the situation. And we've seen time and time again, these humanitarian corridors have been either opened up or agreed upon with uh, the Russian government. Uh, and, and minutes may pass by before some indiscriminate shelling takes place and ultimately puts at risk the civilians who are trying to get out of harm's way uh, with the world watching and saying, look, these are blatant violations uh, of war crimes to go after something that is not a military installation, that is not mm-hmm. something related to uh, the government. Uh, and there are concerns here that even as more are agreed to, that more civilians could ultimately wind up dead, which is why we are seeing such an increased push here uh, for a war crimes investigation. Yeah. So, so Reggie, we know that um, the Ukrainian president continues to ask for more military aid. We, we touched on the fact uh, that the U.S. is looking at more uh, in the budget last week. Canada announced another $500 million in, in military aid. We keep hearing about sanctions. Canada announcing some more sanctions uh, today. Are those sanctions having any impact in Russia? Well, I mean, they are for the average Russian. They aren't when it comes to uh, any kind of deterrence uh, for the Kremlin. Because, I mean, look, the Kremlin has been under sanctions for years upon years before and after the annexation of Crimea. And that did nothing to stop the posturing around Ukraine uh, late last year and earlier this year. And it's done nothing to slow down the military offensive that we've been seeing Moscow uh, carry out. Nonetheless, uh, with those 30-plus sanctions that were levied today by Canada, with more sanctions that were in discussion today with the European Union and the ongoing plea from Ukraine's president uh, for for sanctions, but also, uh, you know, a a ceasing of of the purchasing of Russian energy, Mm -hmm. uh, nothing appears to be doing anything to stop Vladimir Putin from from moving forward. The average person in Russia, sure, they're having a harder time dealing with money. They're having a harder time dealing uh, with any kind of foreign currency. And there are Western companies that are pulling out of Ukraine. It's impacting the average person. It's not impacting the government. And internal polling through Russia, take it as you will, shows that there is actual support growing for Vladimir Putin, despite the fact that there is this economic pressure. Reggie, we'll leave it there this afternoon. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Reggie Cicchini is a Global News Washington Bureau producer and uh, correspondent. Yes, so some of the news today, as mentioned, uh, the Austrian Chancellor Karl uh, Nehammer said he had a tough meeting with Putin, told him to end the invasion of Ukraine. The first European leader, as I mentioned, to meet with the Russian president since the start of the Russian invasion. Um, the Austrian chancellor said those who committed war crimes in the Ukrainian city of Bucha and elsewhere had to be held to account. Uh, the mayor of Mariupol, as Reggie touched on, saying that more than 10,000 civilians have died in the siege of his city, that the death toll could be over twice that number. He said bodies have carpeted the streets of the city. And yeah, there's a lot of concern about this new general. Uh, well, uh, 
He's a seasoned general, but he's new to this position. Um, Army General Alexander Dvornikov, who is the commander of Russia's Southern Military District, he's been named as theater commander of Russia's military campaign in Ukraine. Uh, that's according to U.S. officials. And uh, as mentioned, he was the first commander of Russia's military operations in Syria back in September of 2015. So lots going on there. Other reporters uh, who are keeping an eye on things and who are reporting from Ukraine, um, saying that the behavior of Russia's soldiers harkens back to a more savage time. This is reporter James Longman. You just see the actions of a medieval army sweeping in to towns and villages, looting. Uh, In some cases, we've heard raping women and killing men. That is what Russia Mm. was doing in these places. After 5 o'clock, we'll talk about uh, the efforts to continue to help those who have been impacted by Russia's war in Ukraine. We'll we'll have a a full update on on, uh, another way that you can help out just after 5 o'clock. Coming up.